I'm Brandon. I'm an Arsenal fan. I'm Greg, and I'm a Chelsea fan. I'm JD, and I'm an Atletico fan. And this is... Indirect Kick! West Ender, Greg. That's right. West End Girl. West End Girl. Okay. And that was, of course, our man in Madrid. Here live, of course, in the studio, quote unquote. And we're here to talk about some soccer. We're going to talk about some Champions League. We're going to talk about some Arsenal. And we're going to talk about some Europa League. Anyway, I have a good news, guys. This podcast is sponsored. It's sponsored? It's sponsored by the pain and misery of being an Arsenal fan. Oh. Uh, I thought this was legit. <laughs> Wait, no, I thought it was awesome. Easter egg. No, no, oh, no money damn. for you. Uh, <laughs> no. But before we, get, oh. before we get to my pain and suffering, let's talk about the champions. Do, 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 do. So... Would you guys like to talk about Juventus Tottenham first or Real Madrid PSG? Uh, I think we should probably talk about the the marquee night of Real Madrid versus PSG. I would I would assume yes, no. That's fine. Yes. First, first I want to say not a good week for Shaman Freud this week. Um, oh, oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, not good. Not a good. Not a good. Not a good day for 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 watching your 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 enemies suffer. Yeah. Yes. Um, um, you know, granted, um, you know, there was some excellent football and, um, it was a great game. Yeah, it, it was, Sorry, go on. <laughs> it, it, it was absolutely a great game. Um, you know, the, the, the tactics involved, um, you know, I was really surprised by some of like the choices, um, as far as Madrid, it really worked out in their favor, but initially they really left their back line exposed you know they they they're really focusing on midfield. I think that the the call of the night was uh, Unai Emery's decision to take out Cavani. Mm-hmm. Why did Why did you take out Cavani? Why in hell <laughs> did you take? Uh, and um, yeah, I mean, I felt. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I felt like the score didn't necessarily reflect how evenly matched the teams were. Frankly, I thought, even after Real Madrid had tied the game with the penalty, I still thought PSG had the game in the bag. I agree. Mm-hmm. For, like, the first probably, like, 30 minutes, it felt like Neymar could do whatever he want. He did everything but score. Or pass. So, so have we discussed here just really quick a side tangent about Neymar? Apparently he has a problem with other people scoring goals. Well, he wants to be the best in he, a world of Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, he wants to be the best. But, I mean, like, what does that have to do with letting other people score goals? I don't understand. Like, he literally had a complaint about moving to PSG. If I would have known that other people were allowed to score, I wouldn't have come here. <laughs> <laughs> he literally said that. Well, yeah, that was the whole thing with the penalty kicks. Um, I yeah. don't get it either. I mean, um, I mean, we saw that sort of not-so-selfless not so play uh, I mean, he was playing great. He was weaving in and out of defenders like they were nothing. 
But, um, you know, I mean, there were several plays that, you know, if he had just, like, slipped the ball off to, like, Mbappé or Cavani, they probably could have put it away. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So he, he, is, he, is a, he has a very selfish mindset. I bet he gave Rabiot ten lashes after he scored the goal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand the way he plays. I mean, he's a great player, don't get me wrong, but it's like it's almost like a joke. Well, pass the ball more, Neymar. I yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the conclusion. Um, but I think, you know, it's like... So Cruz, Brandon, you mentioned about how the first 30 minutes... Um, I feel like what happened in this game, so there were several, all right, back up. So there were two calls. There was Emery's decision to take out Cavani. Big mistake. Who did he put, who did he put on? Um, oh my gosh, who did he put on? Well, whatever. I forget his name off the top of my head. He took Cavani out, which was a big mistake. Um, and took him out early. Um, like in the 65th minute, which did not tactically help him at all. But then Sidan, he made a he made a great call by by basically putting on Bale, putting on Asensio, uh, and he kind of changed the attacking pace. But I'm gonna say, but the, the last thing I'll say about this game is like this, or at least the last point I want to make before I get your guys' response. This game was like ugh, such a typical Real Madrid game. It was like. Here we had a team, PSG, who seemed like they were in control of the match, who looked like they might even win, or at the very least come away with a very uh, good tie, you know, with an away goal, which would have set them up really well. And then just seemingly out of nothing, out of seemingly nothing, the greatest counterattacking team in the world, possibly of all time, just gets a goal. Bam. Just like that. Like, out of nothing. Are you scared Twice. No, yeah. no. Well, right, no, that's, that's how Real Madrid works. I mean, they could be doing terribly, and all of a sudden... They'll just put. They'll just do an. They'll, they'll put together an amazing counterattack. Um, I mean, they just know how to take advantage of space and like holes in defense so well. It's like a blade that's just like slicing through I, bread. It's like they just bah, they get in there, and before you know it, it's over. So damn it. <laughs> so so when PSG's goalkeeper took a shot to the dome piece, which was amazing. I loved it. <laughs> I loved every bit of that. But before then was one of those world class passes you could ever see from Marcelo to Ronaldo. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, it was like impeccably done. Impeccably done. Hey, actually, the MVP to me is the ref's forehead. Because <laughs> yeah, he got um, nailed in the na- face by Neymar. Yeah, like how often do you see them have to like stop the game because the ref is incapacitated? He literally just blew his whistle barely. Like yeah, and like, it was like sort of flicking out the side of his face yeah. too. It was nuts. Yeah, absolutely. But um, it it was it um. So th- there, there's a lot to be said about tactics, but uh, so I guess like a summary. I obviously Real Madrid has a fantastic counterattack, but there's just something like PSG has so much potential, and for some reason, they're they they always like even take Neymar out of the equation. They always seem to choke every year. It's because they play in like a a crappy league. Yeah. I mean, I think I think it's a. I think I was. That's actually going to be my. I, point I mean, that I was going to bring up. I mean, to to oh. be fair, like Marseille has won Champions League. Long long ass time. It ago. has been a long time. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, ninety three. I think was when they won. Mm-hmm. First one, first Champions League. I think like as as the Champions League. You know, and, and so another like you know it, it's it's apples and oranges, right? But I wouldn't say Portugal's football league is particularly good either. But I mean, like Porto's one as well, mm-hmm. you know. 
it's not it's that's not the only limiting factor because I mean PSG yeah, um, I saw this staggering statistic it was something about like 70 million pounds for the midfield and defense and goalkeeper but 400 million pounds for the top three for the attacking section and so it just makes you think it's like well if, if you know there's such an attack minded team you know maybe they should be focusing on other parts of their game that are you know obviously lacking because the counterattack it's it's hard to defend against someone who's like real madrid like top class but you know it is there's a lot to be said about your investment and if they have that much crazy money to buy players like why aren't they focusing on other aspects of their game besides well, attack. that might be I don't know anything about their own ownership because they're owned by like like Qatari like businessmen right or something like that because I don't know like their focus is, I think they probably maybe want Flash and they want people to buy jersey I mean buying Neymar wasn't only just a, a football decision it was a right. selling tickets and, and shirts decision so right. I think that's part of it I think maybe they need some more Football-minded people in the club to say, "Hey, we need a we need a center back." I don't know exactly what they need positionally, but let's say, "Oh, we need a center back. We need a defensive midfielder. We have we don't need another strike. We need we don't need strikers or attacking midfielders." Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know I don't know what they're I, I, like like you said I don't really know anything about the politics of PSG all that much and about who has control over what. Um, I mean, just thinking about Unai Unai Emery as a coach. I remember Unai Emery from when he was in La Liga. He was with Sevilla. And I guess he won some Europa Leagues with Sevilla, uh, which is pretty good. Um, and he was with Valencia, although I don't think he won any titles with Valencia. Um, you know, I guess you could try and compare what they're doing with Manchester with City. I don't know. Maybe I mean, maybe they should have just blown all their money on the most amazing coach. Like, what if they'd gotten Mourinho or something to be their coach? Uh, and then yeah. they, they could have just said, all right, like, Mourinho, you're in charge of it. Like, any player you want, you say the word and... Mm-hmm. And he's yours. I don't know. Like I don't know if the, the, their yeah, emphasis, I mean, their emphasis could have been different. Because it takes a while to build a team. I mean, yeah. even Man City took a while. Even yes. like, and they acquired. You know, I mean, they were acquired by was it Etihad? Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. they were acquired by them a, a, a decade ago now. It, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it took a while. It, so I don't know. I mean, I think it's just their lack of experience in the Champions League. I mean, I think it's just like. Real Madrid literally like shines on the champion. That's like their competition. I um I didn't mean to come off. As, I know I came off kind of super hot to you. Where it's, it's a crappy league, but yeah. I mean, one day no, I mean, one, one yeah. day ago said it sm- said it in a smart way. Where it, it, I don't it, think it, you're it, wrong either, yeah. though. I mean, crappy in comparison to like the Premier League or La Liga or sure. Bundesliga. But I mean, yeah, I, I I agree. It's just a lack of experience. It's like well, it, like somebody Ringer FC another. A soccer podcast more people listen to, <laughs> but uh, made a good point where it's like you, it's it's one thing to beat Dijon eight nothing, but it's another thing to play Real Madrid in the Champions League in a knockout game. Like that's very those are very different scenarios. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but on the other hand, so I think it's two things. I think it's a lack of experience in the Champions League, but I think it's also, and it's very closely connected to lack of experience in the Champions League. It's like getting in the right psychological mindset to overcome this particular battle. Because it's not like PSG doesn't know how to beat powerhouses, because they have. I mean, last year is the best example where, of course, Barcelona put together an admittedly controversial comeback 
but nevertheless, the, in the game before, in the first in the first leg, they beat Barcelona four to zero. So they're definitely capable of taking it to the biggest names in, in Europe. But I think that there is kind of like a psychological element at play that might be hindering them. Certainly, I would argue that's like what happened with my team, Atletico, and why we couldn't quite win the Champions League was because of that psychological element. Um, so I do think it's that lack of experience. That's my kind of take on that. You know, I, uh, really crazy tangent, but goes to exactly what you're saying. There's um, an interview with someone who is a fan of the Chilean national team when they were watching the World Cup in 2014. And they lost to Brazil. And they talked about, like, I wish I was a fan of America because they're so new and, like, so, like, you know, they have so much hope and they lose in the round of 16. And they're just like, oh, we did great, you know? But they're, like, so bitter about losing so many times in the round of 16 or something of that nature that it's just almost something they dread. It's like a psychological weight mm-hmm. because they haven't progressed farther you know and uh that goes a, a long way in psgs i mean uh in recent memory i can't remember them getting past like uh you know quarterfinals i mean look this is not over you know like they could go to the parc de prince like in a couple weeks mm-hmm. and they could beat real madrid two to zero and they could be move on to the next round but yeah i mean they gotta and I mean, I'm sure they're trying to do this, but they have to they have to forget about what happened in, in the last game, and certainly what happened last year. I mean, that has to that 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 whole Barcelona fiasco had. To yeah, it was a complete them. fiasco. Yeah. So anyway, um, I think last thing to say about the Champions League thing, hot take. But I think that if Real Madrid passes this, or if they beat PSG, then it could be very possible they win the Champions League a third year in a row. I mean, they always seem to win it. I don't think that's that hot of a take, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, but, but I think, but it's like, they were not, they were not, no, they have not been named this year as a favorite. It's always been PSG, Barcelona, or Man City. Uh, I think, so my, my prediction is, if they beat them, the only hope, our only hope is not, Man City won't be able to beat them. They'll, be, they'll beat Man City, in my opinion. Um, I, think Bar- I think Barcelona's our only hope. Uh, if they face Barcelona, Barcelona will knock them out because Barcelona knows how to tear them up, and they do it every year. Uh, so, Barcelona, you're our only hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, um, I guess do you have any more thoughts on that game, or no? Okay. Um, another another important game that happened: uh, Tottenham. Tottenham. Tottenham and uh, Juventus. Um, that was a great game. Uh, unfortunately, me and Greg didn't get the result that we wanted. No. The first like ten minutes, we thought we were gonna like have oh, just laugh I, and laugh all it, day. It was it was glory for the first ten minutes. Yeah. It was like oh well, hey two's two down. Yeah, and uh, you know I, they, I, they didn't. Well, go ahead. Sorry. You know the thing about Juventus that I, I did want to bring up is uh, there were there are lots of people talking in Serie A that Juventus always manages to get penalties called in their favor. So I wasn't even surprised. Whenever I see a penalty in their favor, it's almost as if like, oh, well, that's a given. You when you play Juventus, you just start out like we have to score two or three because we're gonna get a penalty called against us. Well, they have the stink of being cheaters anyway. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's like being just like being yeah. Patriots. Um, but uh, you know, they they played they played like uh, I mean, the better team in this game was Tottenham. I hate saying it, but. 
Um, it took them I got a no long beef time. With Tottenham, so well, I agree. Yeah. And it wasn't, and they they didn't respond. It wasn't one of those things where it's like, okay, we'll get them like in the second half or whatever. They immediately responded well. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was as if, honestly, it was as if those two goals had never been scored. Because they mm-hmm. were, they were, it was scored so early in the game. They were both scored so early in the game, and they were kind of flukish, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, I mean, they had control of the game literally after minute eight when Iguain scored that second goal. Um, they just took control of the game and played really, really great, really fun to watch uh, attacking football. Uh, I agree. Um, begrudgingly, Tottenham is a very fu- a fun team to watch if you don't hate them. Um, <laughs> where do we where do we rank Harry Kane? Like in terms like of like top players, just, just this year. Like in terms of um, oh, this calendar like, year. Yeah, like no, 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 no I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, oh, you're doing the dumbass stat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah uh, and what would you say? Top three. Of, of strikers of like 2017, 2018. Harry Kane. Yeah. I wouldn't go top three. You wouldn't go top. What would you say? Top five. Can we do top six so he can get sixth place? <laughs> <laughs> That's fine with me. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's very close to top. He's very, very good. Is I think the point we're trying yeah. to make. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he certainly is. He will be one of the best. But what about um? Yeah, he's been kind of like the silent performer here. But what about Aguero? Aguero. Hasn't he been having like a great season? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think he's probably been buried because of. I think. Well, also, I think like Man City is just so good, and everyone on their team is good that yeah. like nobody really shines. And like Tottenham's very good, but like there's definitely you have the stars like Ericsson and Kane. Like they stand out yeah. more. You know, I'm I'm actually surprised they didn't start Son. Actually, you know. Oh yeah, that's true. Cause I I like him. He's he's pretty good. He's, I I mean he can be I'm amazing. Rating, I'm rating. Yeah, I'm rating. I mean, um his his back flick. Like I actually, you know, I was really bored one day. I watched their FA Cup with Newport, uh-huh. and Newport was like beating them, and I was like, this is the greatest day of my life, Newport. <laughs> but uh, no, Son really changed everything. Harry Kane scored the goal, but uh, he had this nasty back flick. Like, right. He's just such a good player. I don't know if this is a good way to transition. Unless you guys have anything. Well, about. I'm. I, I. I just think that Tottenham really played extremely well. Um, I think they're gonna win. I mean, I think they're gonna. I think, I think they're gonna go to the next mm-hmm. round. I think Juventus is out. Gotta feel bad for Gianluigi. Uh, yeah. But uh, I feel bad for him. Iguain is like cracking under the pressure a little bit because well, he always him, gets yeah. criticism. He even said like openly recently after the game, he's like, "I'm sick to death of the criticism of." the way I play. Yeah, I and mean... And, like, it's... you can't play that game. Well, you know, the funny thing is, so I didn't really know about, like, a lot of the criticism of England, because I don't really pay attention to, like, Italian soccer, but I, I've heard a comment when I was watching the game where it was like, Igu- Igu- uh, I think it might have been Rob Stone who was like, Iguain is, like, is, like, tired of being made fun of, which is, like, it was said in a weird way, and it was like, what the, what does that mean? <laughs> but Well, he's just, I mean... He's commonly scapegoated. Oh, I get it um, now, but like in the, it, I just think it was a weird way to phrase that. I mean, here's the thing. I think that he has a point. He has. He definitely has a right to complain. Um. Especially for that performance, seeing as how he did score two goals, right? So, although he 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 almost didn't score that penalty, 
Um, but uh, but he but he did score two goals, and so I think from his perspective, it's like, why are you guys still crapping on me just because I didn't score the third goal? Um, but I mean, if we're being, I mean, like I can tell you right now, and maybe this is just because my dad is like a super soccer predictor, but my dad has hated Higuain since like he played for Real Madrid. Um, and uh, he did just develop this rep. He does have this reputation. I don't know if it's a fair reputation, but he but he does have this reputation for just messing up, choking in, in, cho- in the critical moments. Well, we all remember the World Cup. World Cup. Yeah, I was um, just about to. Yeah. But I mean, he he used to mess up. Uh, who knows? I mean, I'm sure that if we took like a big technical, you know, like game by game by game, you know, we could get like a more accurate answer. But he does have a history. Is it fair? Is it right to sort of? Put all that pressure on him for it hard to say but um he did mess up that one goal and uh whether or not that says anything about his past he had you know it's like if juventus had scored that third goal then we- this would be a different story you know you know th- there's there's like opposites okay there's players who are uh, like phenomenal during the season and then when it comes to a big level tournament can't do anything and then there's Players like Klosa, who's like actually not good in the season, but he gets into the World Cup and, and amazing, kills yeah. it. I'd actually say Cristiano Ronaldo is also that. I mean, obviously it's like that's you know it's because it's Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo and he's broken all kinds of records. But I think Ronaldo, um, and we saw this in the Real Madrid game. I mean, he came through big time, and mm-hmm. he didn't. He hadn't had like the greatest season, but no. in the Champions League, that dude, that dude's gonna, that dude almost always comes through. Um, so I guess that's it as far as champs and, and as far as Tottenham. Um, well, we're going to stick with uh, a little Tottenham uh, because uh, uh, I'm glad you brought up Son because um, we're going to talk about the North London Derby, and I think he was very critical. And I think any time that Tottenham really wanted to attack, it started with Son like on the on the left, on the left side. Right, yeah, on the left side. Um, so mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. So uh, what are you guys' thoughts on the game? I have... I have thoughts, so I'll let you guys go first. I need my time. Okay. Arsenal did not play well. Thank you. That's pretty much. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what a bold statement. Well, uh, yeah, it's like that's that's really. I mean, and uh, and and the only thing the only thing I have to say is Lacazette, Lacazette. Well, I, I how could, how, could I, how? I'll 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 get to that. I I think there's a criticism. You know, of Lacazette uh, um, t- so to be fair to Mkhitaryan, it was his. Was it first game? His third game. Third game, yeah, and he had already had a, he had a great game against Everton. So Everton. No so so there's no excuse yeah. for how he played. Okay. Okay. Is that everybody got it good? Because yeah, well, we're trying to be nice to you. Uh, no, I'm, yeah. not, I'm gonna be not nice. Um, right. we played terrible, awful. First half we played okay. Specifically talking about the second half, we were not up for it. Uh, this is the this it was at Wembley. So this is this is the record for a Premier League game. Like, they had records. It was like 82,000. Tottenham was ready. And we were not ready for it. Um, and I think it's we played scared. I think we were so scared of, of Harry Kane and that attack that we wanted to play defensive. And we just... We're not a defensive team. We don't have the defend, defenders to do that. Man, I can relate to that so much, but go on. <laughs> yeah. We have a great defense, but the whole, like, being afraid of the rival. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big, big problem at Atleti. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> so... Um, I think we played very afraid, and I just think in the second half we couldn't do anything. Um, Lacazette, uh, on, on terms of Lacazette, I, I, I won't. I don't think it's. I think it's unfair because I think it excuses everyone else. Mkhitaryan and Ozil, did they show up? Did they? Did they wake? Did they wake up? 
like late or something because they were not, they were nowhere to be found. Yeah, like I said, of course you're a striker. You gotta convert chance easy chances, so you get blamed for that. But I don't want to take away. Everyone was terrible. Even Czech was bad. Like although the defense was bad, so it like made him nervy. But Czech did some things. He like dribbled like he was Ronaldinho in like 2002. Like what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, Kick yeah. the ball. <laughs> and there was another one where he passed it to I forget what defender it was. I forget who it was. It might have been uh it might have been Koscielny, where he tries to pass it to him and he almost gets Son almost takes it and scores. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Like what? It was it was bad. It was bad. Um, I have I have some t- t- statistics here written down. Um, if you want to talk about not not going for it, this game, uh, the one at the one at Wembley, there's the possession was fifty fifty. These are not like advanced stats, by the way. These are just possession stats. Um, Spurs had uh, eighteen shots, uh, eighteen total shots, and six on goal. Uh, Arsenal had six shots and one shot on goal. That was the big Lacazette miss at the end. Um, against Man United, you could say we probably played too aggressive. Because we had 33 shots and 16 on goal. And we lost that game 3-1. Uh, against Spurs at in the Emirates, we we had 14 shots, 5 on goal. We won that game 2-0. So I think playing scared was a big thing. Um, I, it's here. Well, I have to be the ignorant American who always compares everything to football. But um, in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl was recently, the Eagles had a backup quarterback. And they didn't play scared. They played their game. They said, listen... We're going to play aggressive, offensive football. We're not going to, like, be scared and run the ball 50 times a game. We're just going to play the way we play. We should – Arsenal works best when they're doing those intricate passes and really, like, just going for it and trying to play just beautiful kind of offensive football. There's not – we're not – we're not Italian. Don't play Italian. Play <laughs> – <laughs> play like you like you always play, and because at least with at least with the man man United game, we lost playing the way that we play. We didn't change our identity to to do this. We we lived and played the way we play. So that's really what pissed me off about this game. We should have lost this game like four nothing because Harry Kane had like at least mm-hmm. three good opportunities. He missed that one in the first half where it should have been one nothing in in uh, but you know, good credit for him. I'm gonna be you know future uh. Future uh, Real Madrid substitute. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. He's great. not gonna be the substitute. No, let me have this. He's gonna let be, me have this. He's gonna be an unbelievable success. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> um, well, I mean, I guess it all depends on what they do with Cristiano. Yeah. But anyway. Um, you know, it's funny you mentioned football because it's just like the Mariners versus the Yankees. Like, I don't know if you saw that game. Uh, I'm just kidding. Okay. I don't care. I'm not uh, doing no, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not doing that. Not football either. Because <laughs> um... I have um, I have another depressing stat if you want to hear it. Oh, no. I mean, let, let's get you. depressed. <laughs> so, um, in games, this is all stats against the big six in the Premier League. So, at home, Man City has 68 points, Tottenham has 67, and third, Arsenal has 66. At away, Man City has 55, Chelsea has 53. Man United has 48, Liverpool has 48, Tottenham has 44, Arsenal has 26. 26 Ooh. points. That's awful. They're, we're a completely different team on the road. It's ridiculous. Hmm. Yeah, that's bad. I wish I, <laughs> wish I could. I, I was looking for the Prozac to give you to make you feel better, but I don't have it. Yeah. I'm, I have no ammunition. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to mention that was, that was funny so uh, the Spurs fans were obviously very 
happy with this game, so they were chanting to win the Spurs come matching in chant, and Lee Dixon was just, like, disgusted. Of course, he's a former Arsenal player, and he's like, I didn't have my, he's like, this chant makes my my toes curl. And I was like, that's my boy. There you go. Mm-hmm. My <laughs> toes curl? He's, that's not a thing that people say. That's what he said. <laughs> I assume he made it in a negative way. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, can I Maybe it's a thing British people but yeah, say. It is a it's British like, what? Well, you, you have an orgasm, <laughs> sir? <laughs> it's like, um, ooh. Yeah, I've never heard of toes curl. I've heard of stomach churn. I've heard of, like... You know, yeah, I've heard like maybe, maybe I heard like them wrong. Fists, you know, I heard toes curl. Toes curl. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, t- yeah. Anyway, um, you know someone we could have used. Maybe, uh, you know who's someone who really comes up big for Arsenal in big spots. Olivier Giroud. Why did we sell him? Oh, he should. He's the one who when we play terrible and it's like we need a goal to get to get a point. Let's just get a point. This game is terrible. Giroud always comes in. Oh, I am, I am beautiful. He kicked yeah. the goal. I always score. That's, you know, that's, <laughs> what, that's what Giroud did. He wasn't the starter level. He shouldn't started. He was a super sub. And now we don't have that anymore. Yeah, I just watched him score a goal for us actually I, against nobody wants Hull to hear City. About you know, it was nice. And, yeah. Yeah. Hey, whatever. It's FA Cup. Who cares about? But. Hey. He assisted in the Premier League too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So should we transition to Europa? Europa. <laughs> yeah, we can. Yeah. I guess should we talk about your team first on the in Europa. Um, you know what's funny? I'll just say one thing about the Europa League or Europa League. So Lacazette is hurt for four to six weeks. Welbeck is a replacement, and he scored. Welbeck scored. Yeah. I watched that game. Duck and... guy. Duck guy Welbs. Mm-hmm. And um. They won. <laughs> uh, it, well, you know, it was just one of those things where... What's the name of the team you played? Ostersund? Osterund. Osterund. That's the name. Um, That's the name of the team. And, I mean, you know, they dominated. This is a team from Sweden. No offense to Sweden, you know. And Malmo, they're not... Uh, Malmo yeah. once played a European Cup final back yeah. in the day against uh, Nottingham Forest. I was going to say that. They're not Malmo. But they're not Malmo. <laughs> I don't think Malmo's been that good in quite some time. But, um... Yeah, you won because you're a better team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we also, Atletico also played uh, Europa League. And uh, and you played a team that you could pronounce the city of. Yeah, and they played that, Copenhagen. That, it was, Did you watch that game? Um, I saw the opening goal, and I was really, I'm like, I bet JD's like... <laughs> losing his mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, I... Um, I didn't lose my mind because we, we had already created a few chances even before... Uh, Copenhagen opened the score, um, but I mean we ended up dominating uh, and, and winning the game very ha- handily and easily. Uh, the only comment I'll really say about it was, this was an uncharacteristic win for us in the sense that we have been winning regularly. We're actually having a pretty damn good season. We're now only I think seven points behind Barcelona. Um, we're doing well. We're adding points. We're winning games, but in the La Liga, but. The reason that this win was not very typical was because this was like one of the few times where I think we actually enthusiastically actually wanted to win the game and didn't just opt for the classic Atletico strategy, which is to score a goal and then push back. Now, we have one of the best defenses in the world, so in many ways our style of play is one that makes us comfortable not having the ball, but this was one of the very few times where we decided to play more offensive attacking football with possession. I mean, it was a whole different it was a whole different thing. I mean, that freaking I guess I think it was the second goal. Um 
that combination between Griezmann, Griezmann and Gamero, oh my God, it was a beautiful goal. There were so many brilliant goals, so much, so great combination plays, great possession play. And I guess, you know, for me, I just kind of thought to myself, after I was very happy to see that victory. I didn't think that Atletico would lose. I thought that they would win. But I realized, like, look, Copenhagen, you know, I'm not trying to, 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 to criticize them. We play plenty of Copenhagens during the season. There are plenty of Copenhagens that we come up against in La Liga. <laughs> but we don't play like that against those teams, you know. How come we're not beating, you know, the... How come we're not beating, like, Eibar? Uh, four to zero, four to right. one. You know, and I think it's like we need to see more of that. And you could tell that the players were actually having fun. You know, and it's just like those kind of resounding victories. I mean, obviously, I'll always take a win. But if you guys could like make me not have a heart attack for once in a while, that'd yeah. be good. You know, um, so I'd like to see more of that from Atletico. I realize that we don't have the greatest attack in the world. And I get that maybe against certain bigger teams, it might be better to sort of deploy that defensive strategy and counterattack. But against the Copenhagens of the world, against the A-bars, against the Alaveses of the world, you guys got to step it up. So hopefully we'll see that energy kind of translate back domestically a little bit. Although we've got a real rough schedule. We've got like all the powerhouses in the next like four or five games. So mm, <laughs> it's rough. like Sevilla, Barca, Real Madrid. It's like, yeah, we're, we don't have easy folks coming up. But anyway, so that's really all I have to say about my team in Europa. Uh, Brandon, you haven't mentioned your team. I did. We uh, a while back. That guy no, well. no, no, Carabag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Carabag. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we'll never. I mean, God, yeah, we never. Yeah, well, that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, um, did you prepare for the question I told you about about the U.S. team? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, Greg, you weren't here in the last episode very busy man of course um what um what would you like to see the u.s election oh i guess i'll give context the u.s election was saturday last saturday we're recording this on uh the 16th um of february um and uh, carlos codero won the election just for people who want to know that um but in general what would you like to see in the f- for the future of u.s me and juan diego talked about a lot like um going into more poorer and more like Latino and African American communities. That's kind of what we brought up. I don't know if you want to talk well, about that or something. Yeah, else. I mean, b- uh, building up a grassroots is is definitely important. You know, sometimes um, you know countries or clubs go through almost like a relationship with their coaches. So I almost feel like going back to Bruce Arena was like revisiting ex girlfriend. I agree with that. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like who was the guy who was who was the U.S. player who was recently featured in the New York Times article? Cameron. Oh, Jeff Cameron. Jeff yeah, Cameron. Jeff Cameron. Yeah, I was about to say Cameron Jeff. <laughs> um, he said he he flat out was like, Klinsman should have never been fired. We should have stuck with Klinsman to the end. Yeah, I mean Klinsman was a catch for <laughs> American soccer, and although. You know, he made some calls, you know, particularly, like, if he would have included Landon in the American national team, seeing what happened to Josie Altidore, yeah, it would have been a lot better. But in general, his calls were were pretty solid. He worked well with... I, I think that worked out framework. fine. It was just that Wondolowski couldn't score against Pelcher. Well, no, 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 it was... No, it was... Um, it was really difficult. Because of that, Michael Bradley had to play out of position the entire World Cup. Well, I mean, I'm saying it worked out pretty good. 
It worked out well given the circumstances, but if we would have had Landon, like Michael Bradley would have been in position. You, well, oh, you yeah, imagine, yeah, I mean, no, imagine playing bad. out a position against world class players is like it's so difficult. That's true. Um, so, um, we we went back to Bruce Arena, and yes, we've had fantastic success. I mean, quarterfinal berth, that's fantastic. But is it wasn't. Um, it, it was almost as if like um, there was no foresight into what kind of soccer we need to become because soccer is very dynamic and the the uh, what the the tactics and mindset that would work for an American national team even within our own Concacaf in two thousand two is so much different. And I think you've said before, specifically, one of the reasons that we didn't qualify is just because of the the uh, level of talent that are able, you know, in MLS or other leagues. You know, I was even watching a, a Liga MX game, you know, like the Mexican League. They get shit on, too. Like, they're like MLS. But there was some, like, pretty good soccer. Like, you know... Their league is better than our league. Their league is yeah. definitely better yeah, than our league. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's definitely better. No, no question. Well, I think... Um, oh, go ahead. Finish your point. So, I think it, it, it was almost as if, like, there was this idea that there was a deterministic style to take us into the World Cup. And that just... That doesn't... You know, it was almost as if it was a given. Like, we just need to get the right person in there and we're going to qualify. And it was, you know, there there needs to be a forward thinking. We need to have more outside influences, okay. like Jurgen Klinsmann. Uh, we need to have another, um, you know, Laurent Blanc. He, he's not going to take the job, but that would be amazing. Allardyce, I would even take them. That's a like I would take any outside influence that would help us move a little bit past the thresholds of the past. That we think we're good enough to go into the future, right? Well, I think uh, on the MLS thing, I think the thing is, it's probably holding like having most of the players come from MLS. It's probably holding us back. But in terms of the other teams in Concacaf, because it is better competition for them, and mm-hmm. it's like you're you can actually make a living here playing soccer. And like if you're from like Honduras or mm-hmm. El Salvador or these other countries in in Central America, it's made them better. Oh, um, yeah. Ironically, MLS is not making America better at soccer. It's making these other yeah. countries better at soccer, which is a good thing. Yeah. I mean, like, Concacaf should be better. No. But we need to get our sources probably from Europe yeah. now. And not necessarily exile anyone from MLS, but I do think that we need to, from now on, bring in people from Europe. That's yeah. the best where the best yeah. soccer is being played. We are getting better, but before it was like just like clown school. Like We would just watch those games almost like with no pressure. Like, oh yeah... Here's a fun game. I can't wait to see America beat Trinidad and Tobago. Right. And that was generally how I grew up watching the games. But um, obviously that sort of arrogance has not paid off. Mm-hmm. Because there was the, the growth. Uh, we didn't meet the growth of other teams. Well, we've got four years to figure this out. Hopefully, hopefully they'll figure this out before 2022. We'll, we'll be all right. Yeah, I think it will be fine. That's my analysis. Yeah, be all right. I, I agree. I yeah, they can't let this happen again. We'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. 
Maybe they could make a political statement, like, oh, because of the Russian collusion in our politics, we're going to step this one out. <laughs> well, you got you to Jimmy Carter last, in. Isn't this the last World Cup with, or is it Qatar that's the last World Cup with 32? This is the last one. Unfortunately, I f- don't like this idea of 48 well, that means teams. That will definitely qualify. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely qualify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone like, in CONCACAF will be in the World you know, Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's a very interesting idea? I heard that someone was trying to champion an idea where literally every country was automatically in the World Cup. So it'd be like this gigantic tournament that you would just be... You could make it run... Well, I don't want to get too caught up in this conversation, but you could make it kind of like the Champions League where you have it like... Because there's all these are the first qualifying round and the second qualifying round and the third qualifying round, but then you have like teams ranked in a certain place automatically go to like a group stage and then like the teams that make it through the qualifying rounds up to the... and uh, Until they, they make it to the group stage and then the group stage start do it like that uh, but that might make it less prestigious but whatever that's, you know yeah. it's the only way Canada will make it to the World Cup hey come on oh. got them got them yeah because they needed to be got <laughs> yeah. Canada up there being all arrogant with your hockey <laughs> uh, yeah beating us every time uh, alright so I think we can wrap it up I think um, so unless you had, had, we, got, we got so I'm trying to think we got we got a we got a we got a, a live react. Well, not a live react, but we got like a game after react. We're gonna we're react gonna... live to the recorded game we're gonna watch. Yes, well, <laughs> we're gonna respond to Barca Chelsea. That's on Tuesday or Wednesday, Greg? That's on, on Tuesday. That's on, on Tuesday. Tuesday. All right, so on Tuesday we got uh, respond, and then of course, yeah. So we'll be we'll be responding to that, and uh, um, yeah. Yeah, hey, Murata will be match fit. I am um, obviously that won't make any difference. <laughs> but um, poor Alvaro. No, hey, maybe he'll be a closer. See, you never know. See, this is the biggest game he's been in. I'm mm-hmm. hoping he's a closer. See, yeah. you never know because he has the capa- He has the capacity to score amazing goals. Mm-hmm. He just um, he generally chokes when he shouldn't, but maybe he won't choke when he should. Let's go, Barca. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because I, I, yeah, because I, I, I think I'm gonna be. Let's go, Barca too, because they're the only hope. They're our only hope. Um, like I told you, maybe Man City could beat Real Madrid, um, which is so weird because we already. I mean, last episode we talked about what a terrible season Real Madrid has been having. Yeah, we called for Zidane's head. <laughs> we did call for Zidane's head. But I we did motivated say, him. But I did say, well, I did say that if, if the only thing that could save him would be this Champions League season. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of talk, which I think I mentioned on the last podcast, about how this season very much mimics Real Madrid in like the late 90s and early 2000s when their domestic performances were terrible. And I think like in 2000, they placed like fifth. But they won the Champions League in 98 and in 2000. And of course, they had that convenient... In which is that because they were the champions, they could go qualify for the next one, even if in La Liga they placed like sixth yeah. or whatever. What what does it take to believe in your coach? Okay, like Zidane. Okay, eight titles in two years. No, I mean that's that is amazing. Yeah, but it's you can have Madrid, one. Though. You can have one bad season. Okay, it's just, literally just one. Like calm the uh, calm down. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, you know what I mean? You. It's it's not like he's a winger who's literally just like rotting away in Got his him. position. You know what I mean? I'm like I'm not throwing shade. Like literally, no, I, I mean, you know, you're, you're you know well, I don't think he's winger. a bad coach either. I'm just I'm just we're not so much saying that Zidane deserves to I mean, go. I'm just we're not, saying that yeah. based on just Real Madrid's 
tendency to you know use coaches like toilet paper yeah and, well, and, uh, and the expectations are so high there right yeah and it's like that's that's just the way they operate if you don't if they don't get any kind of a result uh in a season then you know your head's on a plate basically um it's not clear yeah who, who knows but i mean i after the because i tell you man psg for me was like one of the favorites to win the champions league and now that's being called into question and so, if PSG gets knocked out... It's being called into question. It's basically over. I don't think it's over. It's not over. It's not over. But it could very well be over. It's not... Um, um, but if they get knocked out, yeah, then we may we may have to be thinking of a third Champions League in a row. Uh, and I hope not. But that's why I mean that Barcelona's the only one who can do it. And maybe Man City. They've got a complete team. And certainly Guardiola would love to knock out... Uh, Real Madrid, but um, yeah, dude, freaking come on, PSG, get it together. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make prove me wrong. All right, well, um, I guess we'll see the dudes on Tuesday, huh? Yeah, we'll be back. Uh, we'll have another episode on Tuesday. Um, we're on Facebook now. Just search for uh, Indirect Kick. I think it's probably Facebook.com Indirect Pod, Indirect Kick Pod. Uh, we're on Twitter, uh, Indirect Pod at Indirect Pod. Greg, you want to promote yourself? Oh, my my music? Sure. Whatever you want. He plays oh, music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I play music. I'm on Spotify. It's Grisha Petrochenkov. Let me spell that for you really slowly. I'm just kidding. G-R-I-S-H-A-P-E-T-R-O-C-H-E-N-K-O-V. Check me out. Just hit the 30-second back. Yeah, no, you have to. That. Yeah, don't worry about it. Well, uh, well, you have a SoundCloud, too, right? Yeah, I have a SoundCloud. It's GP Nova. Hit Check out my stuff on SoundCloud, GP Nova. Okay. You don't have anything to promote? Uh, we need to win things. Atletico <laughs> needs to win things. Okay. So, Atletico win things. Come on. He, he endorsed it. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we'll be back Tuesday. All right. Take care, you guys. See ya. Bye.